Welcome back to your favorite sports podcast, All Good Points, that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. Some wild stuff happened this week in the NFL, mainly Daniel Jones is the new starter for the New York Giants. So let's talk about what the Duke boy can bring to the Big Blue. Moving on, there's more drama with AB, so we're going to have to cover it, and then we're going to make some predictions for week three, and hopefully we're a little bit better than we were last week. Last but not least, we're going to talk about the All Good Points Podcast Fantasy Football League and get to some scores. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Now let's get to the show. Now, I know that you guys had to enjoy that funky music because it was a funky weekend for me, okay? The NFL just, it hurt my feelings this week, okay? But let's start with the week two games. Coming up first, let's talk about this Thursday game, the Buccaneers versus the Panthers. Now, this was kind of an interesting game because head in, I had, you know, Panthers all the way. I thought it was going to be an easy dub for the Panthers. But the Bucks actually pulled it out and took it 20-14. to 14. Now that puts the Panthers down to 0-2, not to mention that there's a chance Cam is going to be out for a little while. So what happens with Ron Rivera at the end of this year? You know, that's a question that we're going to have to ask ourselves because this is looking like it's going to be another losing season for them. And I don't really think that Ron Rivera can handle another losing season without losing his job. That's just me. Okay, uh, moving on, 49ers make easy work of the Bengals, made easy work. Jimmy G just killed them, threw for three touchdowns, tied his career high with those three touchdowns. It was insane. Great game to watch. Uh, Matt Breda, 12 carries, 121 yards. It's really good. Andy Dalton still had a pretty good game. He was 26 for 42, 311 yards and two touchdowns. But the fact of the matter is the Bengals suck. So there's nothing you can do about that. And the 49ers are looking really good getting off to a hot start at 2-0. Moving on, another interesting game. The Lions were able to beat the Chargers. Now, I understand that the you know Lions were at home, so there's kind of like a little bit of a give and take there, that there's like, you know, the chance that that home team kind of comes away with the dub. But in reality, I kind of just thought that the Chargers were such a much better team than that. So it kind of surprised me. And I don't really like to be surprised by games because, you know, at at this point, I shouldn't really be taken aback by really anything that I see anymore. But at the same time, it was just really weird to see the Chargers lose like that. Um, I really don't know how to feel about the Chargers right now. Starting the season off one and one, but losing to somebody like the Lions, that just doesn't give me too much confidence in them. Now, let's talk about what ruined my Sunday. The Packers were able to, you know, hold out against the Vikings 21 to 16. Now I'm going to go off on a limb here and I really don't care what, uh, what people say about me, but the Packers didn't win that game. The Vikings lost that game. They had multiple chances to take the, take the lead and, uh, they didn't. And the fact of the matter is, I believe that Kirk cousins, um, got a little too rattled and he made a lot of bad decisions. And that's the reason why, uh, Minnesota ended up losing that game. I understand that the defense let go of 21 points in the first half, but they pitched a complete shutout after that, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to do anything for the rest of the game. So, I mean, can we can we really put it on the defense and say that, it, oh, well, the defense let go of 21 points in the beginning? No, like, no. 
That's that's if they pitch a shutout and they give you multiple chances to score touchdowns and take the lead and you fuck it all up. That's on you. That's that's not on the defense. Minnesota had a chance to go two and zero and get a division win early, but instead it's the Packers that went two and zero. They're one and zero at home, and now they've got a huge home stretch where they can they can do some serious damage in the NFC North. So watch out for the Packers. Uh, moving on, the Colts were able to edge out a victory over the Titans, which I did not see coming. I did not see that coming at all. Nineteen to seventeen. Jacoby Brissett had quite a game, man. You know. Um, it's not something that we really thought we were going to see because we were thinking that, you know, Andrew Luck being gone, that the Colts were kind of just going to tuck their tails and and uh, not really be able to do too much. But they were able to get a good division win. So so it's good to see that they've got some livelihood at them. Uh, the Patriots just made easy, easy work of the Dolphins, uh, beat the Dolphins 43 to zero. I think it's time for the Dolphins to pack in the books. Minka Fitzpatrick has been traded to Pittsburgh. Um so, yeah, the Dolphins don't really have much left. Uh, yeah, quite embarrassing. But uh, good news, though, the Bills were able to beat the Giants 28-14. to Josh Allen had one hell of a game, 19 for 30, 253 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Cole Beasley is kind of starting to show as a, as a bright spot, four receptions, 83 yards. I had him on the bench in my fantasy, in one of my fantasy leagues. I was a little bit upset about that. Russell Wilson had a great game against the Steelers. Uh, the first half was kind of crappy, but they were able to pull it out in the second half, beat the Steelers 28-26. to Ben, uh, ben Roethlisberger went down, um, and he actually might be out for a little while. So, uh, moving on, the Cowboys made pretty easy work of the Redskins, 31-21. to Dak had another hell of a game, 26-30, for 30, 269 yards, three touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott still showing that he's the best running back in the game right now. 23 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Kyler Murray, starting off the season 0-1-1, was not able to beat the hot-as-iron Ravens right now. The Ravens are hot right now. Uh, they lost to uh, they lost to the Ravens 23-17. Kyler Murray had a pretty good game, though. 25 for 40, 349 yards. Lamar Jackson... Leading rusher for Baltimore, 16 carries with 120 yards. He's still a running back. Um, moving on, the Texans were able to beat the Jaguars 13-12 to in a lackluster game. But, you know, it, it's not always going to be pretty. That's, that's, the, that's the reality of the situation. It's not always going to be pretty. Speaking of not pretty, the Chiefs were able to just dismantle the Raiders. The Chiefs scored 28 points in one quarter. Patrick Mahomes, 30 for 44. 443 yards, and four touchdowns. Demarcus Robinson, his wide receivers, six receptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Can anyone stop the Chiefs? Really? I'm, I really want to know if anybody can stop the Chiefs. Uh, a Panero 53-yard field goal wins the game for the Bears 16-14, to and Chicago is rejoicing in the fact that they have a kicker that's not going to hit the uprights. Congratulations, Chicago. You have one up on Minnesota. Um, I'm just being salty. I do really like Dan Bailey. I'm, I'm not going to. I can't go on record acting like I don't like Dan Bailey. I really do like Dan Bailey. Moving on, the Rams were able to uh, kind of cream the Saints after Drew Brees went down 27-9. to Drew Brees is going to be uh, watching from the sidelines for a little while, guys. So keep that in mind. If you do have him on your fantasy team, make sure you pick up a quarterback. Jimmy G is sitting in the waiver wire for a lot of leagues right now, and I don't understand why. People really need to jump on that. Matty Ice kind of 
caught his stride here against the Eagles, was able to beat them 24-20. to He was 27 for 43, 320 yards, three touchdowns. Really nice to see Matt and Julio hook up and uh, take down the Eagles. The Eagles are starting their season off 1-1, one and one, Falcons 1-1. One and one. The Browns were really able to make quick work of the Jets, 23-3. to Not really a whole lot to say about that game except for Odell Beckham, six receptions, 161 yards, and one touchdown. And there was an awful, awful break in that game with Trevor Simeon. Uh, if you guys have the chance to go on Bleacher Report and look it up, Man, that was nasty. Miles Garrett came down on top of him. It was, that was that was rough to see. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about some stuff that's going on in the NFL that's kind of crazy. For the first time, really in a while, it looks like da- it looks like uh, Eli Manning has officially lost his job. Now it does depend on how well Daniel Jones does. Okay, now Daniel Jones is a kid that comes out of Duke. Uh, he's a good quarterback, really smart kid, big body. He plays well. He plays smart. He does some real complete passes. He's kind of like he's kind of like this package that you kind of want in a quarterback. He's tall. He's intelligent. Um, really, what the problem is, it's not necessarily that Daniel Jones is ready for this role. It's that Eli is really starting to look look pretty awful. Um, and it's not necessarily something that you know you want to admit. It's kind of something that you have to admit because he's it's it's difficult to say, you know, it's it's really difficult to say, but right now his QBR is is 30. He he has a QBR of 30 right now. Um it's it's tough to decide if this is the last time we see Eli Manning. Um it could be, you know, it it really does depend on how well Daniel Jones does. But at the same time, um, he kind of looks like he's come to the end of his career. And I feel like he came to the end of his career, honestly, a couple years ago. And it's it's tough to say if, you know, in hindsight, the Giants were kind of preparing for this already and was kind of just letting Eli play it out before they had somebody to, you know, replace him. Now, New York or New Yorkers, I should say, were a little bit upset when Daniel Jones was the number uh, six overall pick in this year's draft out of Duke. He had a a really good summer, though, and he started to win people over. He he was good in the preseason, completed 86% of his passes, two touchdown passes and no interceptions. So he was looking really good. Um, He was really looking good, and then he started to win New Yorkers over, which is kind of what I think is bringing up this resurgence of of them going, you know what, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time that we start Daniel because honestly, if you guys if you guys are watching Eli play, I'm not I'm not sure if you've if you've been watching him play, but he's he's doing he's doing really really bad. You know, he's he's doing really really bad. Um let's just talk about uh since their Super Bowl win um since their Super Bowl win no quarterback has lost more games than Eli Manning no quarterback has thrown for more interceptions than Eli Manning and no quarterback has committed more turnovers than Eli Manning uh 66 losses 112 interceptions and 137 turnovers and he ranks number one in all of those categories uh 
He's completed 63% of his passes uh, this season with 556 yards, two touchdowns, but he's got two interceptions and a lost fumble. That kind of sounds like Kirk Cousins. Um, he's, he's 22nd out of 32 quarterbacks with a total QBR of 37.5. Um, it sucks to say, man, because it, you, you really start to, you really start to think that you're seeing the end of something. And as unfortunate as that is to say, we all have to come to terms with maybe our quarterback isn't really cutting it anymore. Um, I made a post on Instagram after the game and said that I don't think Kirk Cousins is really the the answer for for Minnesota anymore. And and maybe Minnesota does have to ride out these next two years and um, and go from there. Because, I mean, honestly, is there after what you guys saw in that game? Do you see any kind of uh, not necessarily winning mentality, but do you see any promise from him being able to win clutch moments? Um, and and I don't I don't think so. I really don't. And it, it sucks to say because they spent a lot of money bringing in Kirk and uh, hoping that you know that was going to be their answer to their to their win now situation. But man, it just doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like he can win the games when it matters. Uh, let's talk about something rather interesting. Antonio Brown's former doctor recalls f- his first meeting with Antonio Brown, thinking to himself, this man is farting in my face. So I was reading this story earlier about Antonio Brown going to the doctor. And while the doctor was, you know, being a doctor because he's a professional and that's what doctors do, um... Antonio Brown thought it would be pretty funny to just start farting while the guy was working on him. Now, we all know that Antonio Brown is going crazy, right? Like, it's it's pretty clear that he's going crazy. Well, it, it moved on from that to where he decided that he wanted to have the doctor as some sort of full-time health and wellness coach. And then it turned into something like, oh, okay, well, I'll actually open up a new location for you. Or, oh, well... How about I get you some treadmills for your gym? And he started making all of these promises to the doctor and basically never came through on any of them. So this doctor is suing him for quite a bit of money. And after that, it seems like a little bit of a trickle has come out since then. There's been a woman that was doing a mural at his house that said he approached her um, naked with a towel covering his Johnson. And that's the word that I'm going to use, guys. I'm not going to use the other one. I'm going to say Johnson, uh, just because it's a it's a funnier word to say. But um, so, yeah, I, I do believe that Antonio Brown is officially losing his mind. I actually believed that during the whole helmet fiasco and then calling Mike Maycock a cracker. I was like, OK, yeah, he's losing his mind. He's officially gone crazy. Um, I don't I really I, I really wish I had something else for you guys as far as as far as his his craziness goes but um yeah I, I i read another story where he had hired someone to cook for i think it was 40 to 50 people he hired a chef to cook for 40 to 50 people uh did not pay the chef so now the chef is suing him as well um for quite a bit of money i think it's somewhere i if i remember it was somewhere around like forty thousand dollars or something like that uh, so yeah, he's getting he's getting sued left and right. Not to mention, he had his assistant tell the chef 
or yeah, his assistant told the chef, "You don't look Mr. Brown in the eye." Is is he is he like thinking that he's on some sort of like, oh my god, what's the name of the movie? What is the name of the movie where the guy's actually on a TV show, and he like he realizes it at the end? I can't remember it, but Jim Carrey's in it. But anyways, it feels like. It feels like for me that Antonio thinks a camera is following him around all the time and he wants all of these things to be recorded or um, broadcast to where, you know, he's this entertainer or, you know, he's actually just a funny guy or something along that line. Um, You're not funny. You're not funny. I do think you're going crazy. I, I honestly think that you might be losing your mind. Um sucks because he's got a ton of talent he's a great wide receiver but it seems like he just can't keep it to football he he wants to continue losing his mind so let's make some week <laughs> week three um predictions and and get off of antonio brown because it just makes me sad when people you know waste talent like that uh so starting first let's talk about this thursday night game all right this thursday night game it's a rivalry game it's a inter division game You've got Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Now, Tennessee is traveling to Jacksonville. There's not a whole lot to say there. I do think Tennessee is going to be quite pissed off that they lost to the Colts, and I think you're going to see Derrick Henry run over everybody. So I, I'm i going to pick Tennessee in this game, mainly because they get to lead, uh, lead um, or lean behind their run game with the workhorse that is Derrick Henry. And there's a lot of trouble in Jacksonville right now. Jalen Ramsey just asked for a trade. So, I mean, it's it sucks to say, but, like, do you think that Jalen Ramsey plays and guards the same, even though he doesn't want to play there anymore? I don't think so. Uh, so, yeah, so you're going to have some issues there. So I'm going to take Tennessee over Jacksonville. Moving on, we got Cincinnati at Buffalo. Now, Cincinnati is coming off of, a, a bad loss to San Francisco. So usually I would say, oh, well, you know, a team that loses, usually they play a little bit angrier the next time that they go out. They play a little bit more nasty, but they're heading into Buffalo, and I don't think that they're going to be able to do much with Buffalo, especially with Buffalo coming off of a win. I think Buffalo is going to be playing a lot better than they did last week. So I'm going to take Buffalo over Cincinnati. Miami is about to get murdered at Dallas. Like, this is this is going to be the nail in the coffin, right? Like there's nothing there's nothing after this for Miami. Dallas over Miami all the way. They're not going to start they're not going to stop Zeke. Honestly, guys, if you have Zeke, please start him. I know you're thinking, "Rick, that's a no-brainer. That's stupid. Why would you say something like that?" People have dumb, dumb done dumber shit. Um start him. Make sure that you start Zeke this week cuz he's going to run wild over Miami and I do think that Dallas is going to have the ball for the majority time of this game so late in the game where you know it's it's mostly runs you're going to want Zeke in there so yes Dallas over Miami uh Denver Joe Flacco has to go and play Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau I have to take Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau coming off of another win against a division rival since they beat the Vikings I think Green Bay is going to be riding a high and I think they're going to go ahead and dismantle Denver Green Bay's going three and zero. Atlanta at Indianapolis. I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta might have started to hit their stride. So I'm going to take Atlanta over Indianapolis. Um, Baltimore at Kansas City. This is Mahomes versus versus Lamar Jackson. Uh, this could be quite the interesting game. But I do. Hmm. 
<laughs> I've got to take Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I feel like you've got to be a certain kind of insane and a certain kind of crazy to not take Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I, I just, yeah, yeah. Patty, Patty Mahomes over, um, over Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Oakland is coming into Minnesota. So does Minnesota catch their stride and, and play like they're supposed to? Or does Oakland come in there and shock a lot of people with their run game and Josh Jacobs? Now, objectively, objectively for me, this is a toss-up. This is a toss-up because I do think that Oakland has, <clears throat> sorry, I think that Oakland has a lot of, uh, of firepower up their sleeve and maybe, maybe Minnesota can't handle him. So the only edge that I will give Minnesota is that they're going to be playing at home and it's hard to get your bearings in U.S. Bank Stadium. I've been there multiple times and it's a, it's a tough place to... It's a tough place to to hear, um, so I think Derek Carr might have a little bit of trouble with that. But they do have an insane running back in Josh Jacobs. I'm gonna go Minnesota over Oakland, uh, just because Minnesota is at home. If Minnesota was in Oakland, I would take Oakland. That's not to say that I think Oakland is a better team than Minnesota. I just think Oakland might have it figured out earlier than Minnesota does. And if it's relying, if we have to, if Minnesota has to rely on Kirk Cousins to win a game, I don't think Minnesota is winning a game this year based off of that. Uh, New York at New England, New England, easy. Detroit at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is struggling, man. Philadelphia is really struggling. So I'm going to take Detroit. That's probably my upset. I'll take Detroit over, over Philadelphia. Carolina at Arizona. If, if Cam Newton doesn't play, I think Arizona is winning that game. Uh, New York at Tampa Bay. This is this is an interesting one, and I'll tell you why. Daniel Jones is going to be starting for the first time, but he gets to lean on Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm taking New York over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, New York gets their win this week at Tampa Bay. Write it down. Put it in your put it in your notebooks. Uh, Houston at Los Angeles. Man, if the Chargers can get it together, it'd be great. But. Um, Houston's got a lot of firepower on their side, so I think I'll actually, hmm, man, it's, I'm going to base it off of the home thing, guys. I hate to do that, but I'm going to base it off of the home thing. I'm taking Los Angeles over Houston. Uh, San Francisco over Pittsburgh. No Big Ben, I think no problem. I think even if I think if, even if uh, Big Ben was playing, I think they would have a hard time dealing with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I've actually been trying to convince people in the All Good Points League to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but yeah, so I'll take Jimmy G, uh, over Pittsburgh, especially because they'll be playing at home. Uh, New Orleans at Seattle. Here's the thing. There's no Drew Brees in New Orleans right now. So Seattle's going to kind of run wild with that one. Now, another interesting game is Los Angeles versus Cleveland. Uh, two offenses that can be quite dangerous and two defenses that can be quite dangerous, but I've got to go with the experience here and I'll take Los Angeles over Cleveland. Uh, that's solely based off of experience. Solely based off of uh, Los Angeles has, I think, a lot more in their arsenal than, yeah, than than Cleveland does. And I like Cleveland. Don't get me wrong. I like Cleveland, but I I do think that Los Angeles has a lot more in their arsenal than Cleveland does right now. So let's talk about the All Good Points Fantasy League, okay? Because uh, I lost this week, guys, and I'm not happy about that. 
okay? It was a tough week, honestly. It was, it was a really tough week. Um, the guys that usually provide for me didn't. Derrick Henry only had 15 points. Phillip Rivers only had 10 points. Josh Jacobs only had 9 points. Uh, but Super Chieftains, congratulations. You beat me 85.2 to 65.6. Very good job. I like your squad, man. The Kenny Doll. Kenny Galladay move. I love that. Um, get Mossed took the win over Magic Skull Bus Olsen. Man, that is hard to say. And I like practice this stuff, guys. But that is hard to say. Magic Skull Bus Olsen. Uh, but anyways, Get Mossed took the win this week. Uh, loved the lineup. The lineup did great for him. Tom Brady, 24.7 points. Odell Beckham, 22.1. And Nick Chubb. I mean... Man, you've got a lineup that I like, especially that Nick Chubb move. It's funny because, just a real quick aside, a lot of people were telling me that I was wrong for being as high as I am on Nick Chubb. Here's the thing. Nick Chubb is a very, very good running back, and he is a constant provider when it comes to fantasy football. So regardless of where you take him, in the event that you get to take him, you start him. I have gotten into arguments with people over this. Don't argue with me, okay? Nick Chubb is a great running back. Moving on. Touchdown Trannel took the win over Team Acklin, 113 to 84.1. Top performers for Touchdown Trannel, Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, and um, Mark Andrews. Now, what's, what's actually really interesting is that Team Acklin had Lamar Jackson, who had 30.9 points himself, but Touchdown Trannel was still able to... Uh, to edge out a win there, and he actually won pretty handsomely. So, congratulations, touchdown, Trannel. Team Mel took the win today, or not today, but this weekend, 114.7, and he beat Top Gun 84.9. Uh, top performers, Russell Wilson, Julio Jones, and John Ross. The John Ross move, man, I am I am proud of you for, move, uh, for, for that move right there because I would not have started John Ross, but Ross had one hell of a game. Um... Aaron Rodgers sits when he pees. I, I'm just happy that I get to read that, and I'm also happy that you're currently two and oh man. The Austin Eckler, Kyler Murray, it's looking great, man. Uh, Aaron Rodgers sits and pees, wins ninety one point five to uh, team raise the bars sixty five point seven, and the Texas Gridiron King, my boy, you guys know him and love him, DeAndre Lynn, DeAndre Lynn was able to take this dub with his Patty Mahomes, Todd Gurley, and Will Lutz lineup, 94.7 to 78.1. Congratulations, guys. You guys are doing really, really good, and uh, it's a lot of fun to see, man. It's a lot of fun to see. Uh, this week, we've got me going against uh, Get Mossed, Magic Skull Bus Olsen going against Touchdown Trannel, um, Super Chieftains going against Team Ackland, Top Gun going against Team Raise the Bar. The Texas Gridiron King versus Team Meld. I got a Thielen versus Aaron Rodgers sits in peace. Here's the thing. I have to go for Aaron Rodgers sits in peace just because I enjoy the name. Also, he's starting Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, that's it's pretty great. It's, it's really great. Uh, remember to rate and review all good points on your favorite podcast platform. Guys, join me again next week when we sit and we talk about the crazy shit that happens in the NFL. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. I will see you next week.